0: You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you. Conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda-approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: this is a podcast from ComediansComedian.com. <laughs>
0: This is the Comedians Comedian podcast. Hello there, I'm Stuart Goldsmith. Welcome back. This is wonderful Australian comic Celia Pacuola. <laughs>
1: the coolest thing in the world. My friend cool. writes
0: Doctor Who plays. Oh, sweet.
1: And, um... um you in it? What? What? what, what? Pacquolus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love
1: it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm a centurion and I get That's killed. That's great. Yeah. That's
0: great. They're
1: really good. Like, yeah, just yeah. any kind of radio play is such a different thing. Yeah. To, because they have to describe everything like it's yes. amazing they have to go oh no the monster's going to eat your foot off oh just eat your foot
0: like <laughs> yeah. who turns they, out the
1: lights? they, they so they have of the to stuff. find
0: ways of, of uh, making those challenges have you ever written anything like that have you no. ever written plays or anything plays like, yeah well what sort of plays have you written oh
1: mate
0: is this recording okay yeah yeah <laughs> oh we're still on you may have a face full of wagon wheel but uh, uh-huh. we're pressing on
1: <laughs> that's my favourite <laughs> favourite way to be I wrote a play when I was an idiot um, well, what's that word? Teenager Teenager um, Which is sort of how It was when I was starting to get into comedy, actually I wrote a, a serious play full-length play Wrote and directed it myself um, And people laughed the whole way through it wasn't supposed to be funny, guys It's angst, right? It's Oh my god some serious stuff to say But, um, uh, yeah And, uh that was really just before I did my first gig, I think. So, I, in uni, I started a... I didn't start, but it was five of us started a theatre company. Okay. Because we all went to uni wanting to be actors, sort of, but I bailed on that idea very quickly because I know that I don't have the dedication or the the sort of earnestness that you need to be an actor, the sort of begging, you know what I mean? Like, you have to go around... I didn't like doing auditions and yes. having to go, please put me in, I'm worth it, and then judging you. I really yes. didn't like it, so
0: that's why we started... Okay. yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. The other thing I was going to say, I should have said earlier on, was sometimes I might make notes. Oh, yeah, not, try yeah, Try not yeah, to be distracted. Yeah, 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 That's the thing yeah, I should try. have said. All I'm writing is we'll come back to that because oh, I okay. think there's an interesting parallel there, but yeah.
1: Um, so we started our own theatre company um, so that the idea was we'll put on our own stuff and then people can come and see us rather than having to go around and, and beg and, like, I couldn't handle, whenever they asked, stuff like, here's my tipping point, okay? Can you just pretend like you're eating a burger and really enjoying it? No, no, I can't. I can't. I refuse to mime eating a burger and look like I'm enjoying it in front of you. Who are you, to judge (laughs) me? Anyway, so we started a theatre company. We did a couple of sketch shows that went well, and then we directed someone else's play. And the idea was we'd all swap roles. So one show, you'd act in it. The next show, you do publicity. The next one, you tech. So at the end of it, we'd all be Mm multi-skilled. We'd all think. And the one that I wrote was, look, it was about the masks we wear. I'd say it would be that. Okay. It was about a person who uh, had just thought that he could scientifically um, uh, f- make himself into the best person possible Based on interactions with other people okay. If that sort of sounds okay. right So he'd, met, he'd be alternate personalities and study them And it was a love story and blah 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 So I did that and it was supposed to be serious and people laughed all the way through And
0: um, How did that feel?
1: Oh, it was all right. It was okay. I I, I vividly remember the opening night sitting in the show at the back and I just had a massive panic attack because it hadn't occurred to me that I had just put myself in front of strangers to judge me.
0: Okay. Like
1: it hadn't even crossed my mind until I was actually sitting in a room full of strangers about to watch something Mm -hmm. that I wrote of how intense that would be. Um, uh, and then they laughed. It was fine. Like they weren't like it, it. It turned out to be good. I mean, it was this dialogue, and you didn't real, I didn't realize it was funny. So it was okay. good. But
0: okay, they went. It wasn't the. It wasn't that they were laughing at the no, no, the, the no. heartfelt things that you thought were really important. No,
1: I mean I'd laugh okay. at it now just because of how wanky it was. Okay, you you know when you think you're having all these really <laughs> groundbreaking. <sighs> oh, no one's ever thought of the world this way, and then yes, it just okay, yeah. seems so simplistic and so. <laughs> Sort of silly now, but um, I do love theatre. I'd love to write theatre again at some point. I love it. I love it so much. I can see it in my head because it's so immediate. Like I can understand, like writing a film. I don't know if I could do that because we so I couldn't handle going and then cut away of. You have to think
0: visually, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: on stage, I can I can understand it. There's people walk on and they and they. Talk and they leave. Particularly arguments. There's nothing I like more than a well-scripted argument okay. on
0: stage. So, who? What kind of? Uh, who are your favourite playwrights?
1: The best play I've ever seen, changed my life, was uh, The Goat by Edward Albee. That okay. I saw in New York when I was 19 with my mum, because she left my dad and went, "I'm going overseas. Do you want to come?" And I went, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I want to go." And um, we just randomly chose this play. And it turns out it was the first run of it. You know whenever you see a big play and you just assume it's been going for 50 years? And it had Bill Pullman in it. Have you heard of it at all?
0: Uh, I've heard of Albie. I've read some Albie, but I don't know the code.
1: It's brilliant. I'm not going to ruin it. But basically, it is played completely naturalistically. It is about a man, a married man with a son, teenage son, I think, who is having an affair with a goat. Okay. He's in love with a goat and it is wonderful so it's all played absolutely realistically and the wife is finding out this information and they have this huge fight and I just love it because you go that would never happen but it could happen like it's based in reality yes yes okay but it's so weird that of course everyone in the audience is going what and the wife's going what and smashing bars and stuff and it's just really it was wonderful and I came out of that and mum went oh that was nice wasn't it and I went I need you to not speak to (laughs) me Um, Yeah, so I loved it. So yeah, that's a play. And then yeah, after that play is when I started, yeah, did my first gig, not long after that. Okay,
0: was that as a direct result of the play, or was that the... Nope. Nope.
1: It was... I was hoping you'd ask me for my origin story just because I like... Yeah, go on, like, do, it, no, do it, do no, it, No, I just like the term origin story. Oh, yeah, thanks. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes us sound like... makes comics sound like this, sort of X-Men, which yeah, I love. Yeah, that's
0: kind of deliberate. <laughs> no, that's, right. that's descriptive of my worldview. Because I do, I do think that we're all X-Men. Do I do think that we're all kind of super-powered warrior poets and that there's normal people and then when one of those normal people says the magic word, e.g., can I do a gig, they become one of us. <laughs> that's so
1: cool. Do you, yeah. do, do you read a lot of comics?
0: I used to read a lot more than I do now, yeah.
1: Because that would be... I would read that. You could do a comic based on... Comedians and they have superpowers based on what their sort of style is. I used is. to
0: want to do one about uh, street performers because that's. Yeah. That, I think that's. I have this kind of impossibly romantic notion of what performance means. Yeah. Because of the my background in street performing and how that was like you're a normal guy and then you put a suitcase down in the middle of the street and yeah. that's like Shazam and then you've become something else.
1: Seriously, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Like, it well, maybe be, I'll edit
0: this out and I'll save that. But idea like, based
1: based on um, like if there was someone who was super based on their performance and what they are and do, you know, yeah. like. Uh, if someone was like super whimsy they have like yeah. you know unicorn power or whatever like
0: whatever their <laughs>
1: thing is that they do or someone who's really <laughs> likes to fight with the audience who's good at putting hecklers at you know
0: like. yeah 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 wow okay well so we'll great. talk about that at time yeah <laughs>
1: um, so um, the uh, uh, origin story really it, I was dating a, a comedian Everything in my life is very, a lot of weird coincidences. And I know everyone's is when you just look at, because, you know, what are the chances of you being anywhere ever? But um, I was on a date. I was on a first date with another guy. Never been to a comedy club before ever. Went, what are we going to do? Looked in the paper. There's like one comedy room in Melbourne that runs every night of the week. Didn't even, you know, just go to that. And there was a guy who was on who I'd met once before through during, doing the law review, which is like a sketch. Anyway. And uh, I thought he was super cute, and I—this uh, is awful—but I, I did ask the date if it was okay for me to go and say hello to him, and yeah. he said yes. So it was his fault. Anyway, we got together, and uh, he entered me into Raw Comedy, which is a national stand-up competition, um, without telling me.
0: Nice move. Okay. You
1: went. Guess what you're doing in about two weeks.
0: Oh my god! Didn't tell
1: me, and you uh, went. So you better write five minutes. And I went. Oh. But and yeah, but it was honestly was the best way it could have happened because I don't that's know incredible. I would have pushed myself. It sort that's, of gave me a.
0: As far as I know, that's a totally unique origin. Story. Is it? Yeah, that's, that's great. Gave, you were bitten by radioactive. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It was a, it was a real safety net for me because if it went terribly, I'd go. Well, I never said I could do this. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so it went. It just it's all been quite fast. We got through to the the. So how long? Have, how
0: long have you been going then?
1: Coming up to seven years. Okay, so that'll be yeah started next year it'll be seven um, but it's a very different pace in Australia in, in my first year probably did a gig a, a month every three weeks something like that it's, it was a lot slower but um, so my fifth gig ever was the national final which was in okay. front of 1500
0: people and crazy
1: Yeah. so yeah so I just sort of it just sort of happened because of
0: that it so when quite- you when he said I've signed you up for a gig yeah. did you think oh god no or did you think come on then you know, what was your...
1: I was excited about it because I had written sketches and, and I'd been watching... I'd been going to gigs with him, so I'd been sort of watching it more and more. So I thought... I was excited about it, and the fact that I didn't really have a choice. You know, I got to play a bit sure. like, oh no, yeah, I don't want to. But it's interesting thinking about that first set. Like it had a theme. It had a beginning, middle, and end. Okay. You know, like really, because like, yeah, I didn't know.
0: So, what you instinctively wrote a theme because you didn't know about comedy. Just talk, talk to me. Yeah, I just that. didn't did you know mean?
1: how to do one-liner jokes. I thought I don't know. Oh, how I to see what write. you mean.
0: So you wrote almost like a seven-minute play. play, kind yeah. of. Yeah, okay. It
1: a monologue. It was about. It was about being safe. Was the theme and um, I remember because you don't have any concept of time yes if like you have five minutes and you get yes. a light and I I remember just re- you know going over as you do we're not going over but the light came on and I just sort of panicked. so I had like three sentences left mm-hmm. and I just said them all extremely quickly because mm-hmm. I thought oh, well it's not going to make sense you know it was one of those yes, weird yes, things yes. where didn't we cross oh, but counter, I haven't got to the denouement the autistic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just went and then there's something else and then there's something else See so, yeah and ran away. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was a good way to do it. I, could still, I don't remember. You know, you just forget gigs, but sure. you do remember. Do you remember clearly your
0: first one? Uh, I remember. Uh, yes, a little bit of it. Not clearly. I couldn't uh, remember. I think I was. I was trying to do something about. Uh, uh, I did something about sex and death being the primary motivators of everything, and it's different. Whoa! Different if you're a mayfly, and it's different if you're a vampire. Right. Yeah, I can kind of remember the thing. It was like, if you're a vampire, then it's death, then sex, 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 sex. But if you're a mayfly, then it's sex, You're death.
1: ahead of your time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was doing stuff that now looking back seems pretty generic, but at the time felt no. like, you know. They um,
1: stole your
0: idea. Yeah. So did you, you said you didn't have a kind of a preconceived notion. Did you have an idea of what you'd be like as a stand up? Did you have a sense that you could go and keep doing this? Or did oh. you think I'll give it a go once and I'll see or no, what?
1: That was it. I went into it as a writer because I was so scared of it. So what my plan was, I went, I'm going to work so hard on this script and write this yes. script so well so that no matter what, here was the plan, right? no matter what, if the joke is funny enough, then it doesn't matter what I do.
0: Yep. I
1: just wanted to write a set that that was categorically funny, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. as a protection thing. <laughs> um, so as long as I said the words, it'd be okay. Yes. Um, but no, I didn't know that I'd be any good at it. At all. No, I'd never been the... Fa- I'm not naturally...
0: Hilarious. I just...
1: it was. It's not something I've always wanted to do. Okay. Is it...
0: Let me ask you another favourite question of mine. Is it something that you feel you have to do now? Do you feel like you're moving through comedy on the way to somewhere else? Or do you feel like without comedy there wouldn't be... Are you yeah. or this life? What's your relationship I, to that? I
1: really don't know. I I, I find it interesting that I, I'm very scared of taking any time away from it because you've got to keep mm. doing another; otherwise you'll fall behind or you'll lose your... You know, even if I don't have a gig for a few days, it's it gets scarier and scarier. I don't know. I don't know if there'll be a time when I'll go. And then I did stand-up for about 10 years. I think I will always do writing and comedy, whether or not that's always doing stand-up. I like doing shows. I think I'll always do sort of hour shows. The club gigs i don't think i want to do forever you know i don't think i ever want to be just a a, A a, or a touring i don't find the thought of going around the country by myself particularly attractive but um i love new material like the best situation for me is when i've got a writing job during the day and then i gig locally in small places at night sure so then it's for fun i don't like when everything is about stand-up when it's That's all I'm doing, and there's a lot of pressure on it. It's the best for me when it's fun and it's creative, and I can do what I like and not stuff that I feel I have to get by in a massive room or, you know, when people are really judging you on that kind of stuff.
0: enjoyed this interview enormously Celia is a wonderful comedian and now I can prove it rather than just telling you how great all these people are uh, I've put some links a YouTube link to Celia on Russell Howard's good news on the blog page um, and uh, there's a link there to her Facebook page as well I'm going to put everyone's links up for all of my guests so far uh, so hopefully that will become a regular thing more admin for me hooray but uh, yeah so I've got a uh, look at that it's comedianscomedian.com backslash blog uh, And I'll make it a little bit more visible on the homepage as well when when I make my web monkey get round to it. Celia and I discuss in this episode opening lines, uh, the makeup of her 20 uh, or the fact that she doesn't have a specific one. That's quite interesting. Uh, We discuss her writing techniques. Good. There's some good techniques there for when you get stuck on your writing as well. Um, We talk about hour-long shows. That's that's Celia's favourite form, I think, is to write hour-long shows. We talk about stories, concepts, themes, uh, what it's like to be a binary national comic uh, and and the different ways that uh, European and Australian comics use different festivals. Uh, and, of course, my old favourite, How on Earth Do You Cope? Uh, which it is becoming apparent is sort of what this show is all <laughs> basically really about. I'm thinking of uh, interviewing some bookers and promoters and things like that on the podcast as well. If you've got anyone in particular, give me a shout. If you'd like to suggest someone or you'd like me to to get my teeth into somebody, uh, then give us a shout. Info at comedianscomedian.com. Tell me if you think the stings are annoying. You know, the little twiddly, jazzy stings? I like them, but I hear them probably a lot more than you do. Um, And uh, I wonder if they're starting to grate. There's no need to email me in just to tell me whether you like them or not. But if you're emailing in for another reason, just include a little thing, whether you you, you like them or whether you think they're a little bit too twiddly. New hack has gone a little bit mental. You can upload your submissions and suggestions uh, for the contemporary, contemporary uh, hack topics, not just sort of... uh, Standard stuff like, you know, Prince Harry's, uh, you know, Prince Harry's illegitimate. is kind of like, okay, that's tired, but we're after specifically new hacks, stuff from the last few years that you're just starting to see be used all over the place. Uh, I've got some examples here uh, in no particular order. Uh, my favourites this week include... It was literally the most amazing thing I've ever seen. There's an awful lot of that about. That was submitted by Alex Perry uh, and Leo Curse. Alex and Leo both went bananas on this and submitted hundreds. Uh, Leo made a a very good submission which is telling an anecdote about your racist nan who probably isn't racist in real life so that you can do some racist jokes. Uh, There's quite a bit of that about or arguably is there. Uh, Any flyer using the words warning contains jokes. Uh, That was submitted by fabulous comedian Chris Boyd. Um, Someone called Tom who didn't leave his surname uh put in calling a man in a check shirt broke back mountain holy hell i hear that all the time it makes me want to puke i hate that So casual i i mean i don't know if you could call it homophobia it's certainly unimaginative and it, it, it kind of is homophobic I, it really gets my back up to see people uh implying someone's gay for comic effect that really winds me up A lovely submission from Gary Delaney, which is, this is the weirdest gig ever. Brackets, at a very mundane gig you're desperately trying to get some life into. That happens quite a lot as well. My favourite this week is, that normally gets a round of applause. That was sent in by James Gill. Thank you for those submissions. Please keep sending them in. Uh, Please keep looking and checking worriedly to see if anything you say is up there. That's a couple of people I've spoken to socially have said that they've been doing that. It's not a witch hunt. We're not having a go at any individual here. These are just things that if they're on the list and they're in your act, probably you could be saying something a little bit more specific or more true Uh, now let's get back to celia uh, and i'm afraid in the edit here celia we're going to open this section with a funny little noise that celia makes uh, over something over a question i was asking her i can't remember what it was about but she's very musical you can hear her uh, the musicality of her voice and there's a lovely example uh, right now How do you measure your success?
1: Uh, by the fact that I'm not a waitress.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, on an on an individual gig to gig basis, talking about live performances now. If you're talking about um, live shows where everything matters, it all counts. How do you cope with whether it goes well or badly? How do you, you know, say you've you've had a stinking gig? Oh. What do you say to yourself? Oh,
1: like? I take it terribly. Do you? Take oh okay. my god! Because I gosh. thought you
0: were going to say, from what you've described so far, I thought you would be someone who says, "Oh, it's fine because it's all about the writing and stuff." I'm
1: mad on oh, no? No, okay. no, no, no. Very, very, very super insecure. Super, super. Don't know, don't know how I've happened to get to this. Point. You know, very much paranoid in every way you can imagine. Um, I take it very badly. Um, I'm trying to take a leaf out of the wonderful book of Pasco. Um, yes. Spresco, who, yeah. Yeah, that podcast was excellent and I've been spending a bit of time with her and um, I think she's got a really good mentality about it which is to go, it's fine Yes. I'm still learning and getting better but it's still hard not to have sort of flashbacks to it and I don't like people who haven't seen you before thinking that that's what you do and also I don't really want to get into the the female thing but on some level I do feel performing as a woman I'm kind of performing for all women not for me but I have the feeling that sometimes if a guy is not good on stage, they go, that guy's not good. But if a woman's not good, they go, see, women are... Oh, I don't yeah, like- I
0: see what you mean. I don't I like
1: thinking that there might be someone in the audience who already had a preconceived notion that women aren't funny. Yes. And then if they see me have a bad gig, sure. go, see.
0: Sure, So sure. I suppose the nearest, I, I see what you mean in terms of like, I don't feel like I'm letting the side down and yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you don't feel like that either But yeah. I don't feel like anyone would think that I was The nearest connection to me is like if I do Like a, if, I, if I'm comparing Which I don't do so much of now for this reason mm. Or if I'm doing like a long uh, Like a sitcom Warm up I feel like the whole thing's resting on me So if I do badly I'm doing badly For other people yeah. And I much prefer it to just go out and live or die On my own 20 yeah. But I suppose if that's what you're describing is that's always in the back of your mind Yeah potentially. A yeah. Bit. A little bit.
1: And also I just it just makes me feel feel bad. You know, you never yeah, you of come course. off and go, Oh, maybe you know, and you are down tires, or you go, Well maybe, you know, that was that was it. It's maybe I'm supposed to be a Maybe I'm not Yeah, maybe I'm supposed to be a Because sometimes you do go, Why why am I doing this? I don't know about you but sometimes the sort of dread and the horror that you can put yourself through before a gig sometimes I just go this is supposed to be fun. Why isn't yeah. it fun? But um, yeah.
0: how long? How long before a gig? How many hours before a gig do you start?
1: It depends. What it, and this is the other thing as well. The more gigs I'm doing, the better I am. The less freaked out I am because there's no time. And you just go. Well, you did that last night, and tomorrow you're going to be somewhere else, so it doesn't matter. If there's sure. one big sure. gig coming up, and I've got not much before it, then I'll stress out about it more. But when you're busy, things are in the past sooner, and that's what I've been trying to do, which I'm finding helpful, is just reminding myself that I think about gigs years ago that I was freaked out about for months and months, and now I never think about them Yes, you know, once it'll be in the past, so I'm trying, I think I'm getting um, better mentally about it, but you you never know, you just have a couple of good gigs, you know and sometimes the gig after the terrible gig is a great one, Sure, but um, just trying to go out thinking that Now I sort of tell myself, you know, just trust, the material more and sort of trust what's going to happen and I'm, I've been doing some gigs where there's been more sort of interaction which is new for me because I'm not an off the cuff kind of person Okay. so the way I've been thinking about it now is I go just trust the material go out and if someone heckles or whatever we'll deal with it when it happens because sometimes I can get a bit in my head if I'm doing a sort of rougher gig sure. trying to mentally prepare and sometimes I'll try and think of lines that I could say and then I just yeah, go so as
0: long as that person says exactly what yeah, I'm imagining yeah, then yeah, I'll come yeah, back yeah. with this yeah, okay. so just
1: try and take a breath when that happens and just relax and they don't
0: know
1: they don't know that I'm freaking
0: out but yeah so with the with the gigs that are successful having talked about how you cope with when it goes less successfully what I think what I'm getting at is is what does it mean to you to do well is that just you you kind of tick one off and go yep that was a good one or does it is does it affect your sense of self I think when I have a bad one yeah. it can send me into dread and shame and feeling awful yeah. and when I have a good one I sometimes worry that the feeling from having a good one is very elusive you go yeah I had a good one and oh now that feeling's over <laughs> you know what I mean like that it's a much it, it seems to last less long
1: I think you're talking about a drug <laughs>
0: yes oh, <maybe> I am <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it is a bit like that you know when you, you do sort of want to yeah. chase that good, that good feeling and I think that would be the big thing about thinking if you stop doing it You know, trying to replace that, because we currently live a life where you do get massive adrenaline rushes and those kind of feelings, high stakes, emotions, Mm. three or four times a week. And Mm. if they weren't there, I don't think it'd be weird to go back to, you know, not not having that... uh,
0: Yes. I
1: think we're junkies, is what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. But it it does. If I have a good one, I mean, I don't... I'm not great with taking um, compliments either, you know, which is... So if something goes really well, it, it's a bad habit. But I am um, will tend to brush it off like it was a fluke, you know. Like it was a fluke. Well, okay. sometimes I do like someone. Will, if if someone gives you a compliment, I'll just sort of be like, "Oh, you know, it was because oh there was this going." Oh, my I see favor, what you mean and there was like finding a way favor. to kind of
0: minimize their the, the praise yeah. that you're entitled to actually yeah, accept? It's, you it's, don't accept it.
1: I don't feel I'm not a person who would go. You know, I don't walk away going, I could. I could smash this room and it's... Sure. And that's right and that's how it should be. Sure, sure. Like, just, um, if it goes well, that's really wonderful. And I'm so surprised so and you... happy that there are people who are prepared to book me and who like my stuff and I don't know when that will end, but it's just kind of... You know, just that... So completely... Do
0: you feel like you're getting away with it?
1: Yeah. That is Rather my first than it's thought. something
0: you're entitled to and that you're... In... That,
1: that is my first thought when I come off stage. Okay. I got, I got away with it.
0: Okay.
1: You know, which is... I don't know. Like it's one of those things. Is sometimes I look at really super confident people, and I go, "Geez, that looks like it'll be fun." But at the same time, I think I'd rather be insecure and work work harder and this than arrogant than the other than the other yes, way around. Yes, I see what you mean. All yeah. the crap that comes with this and the
0: and the self sort of mania and the yeah yeah is pref- <laughs> preferable to you ethically than being rock solid confident leading into arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. that's nice, that's nice, I hope I'm the same I, hope that's, I sort of aspire you know, to that kind of humility Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I just oh. But at the same time, there is, presumably we are entitled to a middle ground Where we just feel good that we did something good
1: Yeah, um, and I do, I do I'm proud of stuff, like I'm getting better at it now um, yeah. I'm proud of, like my show this year, I was proud that I did that And in...
0: I remember talking to Dan Atkinson a couple of years ago and saying Dan, what's the next goal? He's a couple of years above me in yeah. the comedy as mm-hmm. you know um, and uh, a couple of years above me in the tree. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was in the bank earlier on, and some bloke, uh, the guy that was dealing with the bank, he said, uh, oh, they, you know, if we get this wrong, they'll come after you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> a ton of bricks would not come after me. <laughs> I'd be fine if that were the case. Um, but I was talking to Dan, and um, he, uh, I said, what's the next goal? I've just become full-time. I've just quit my job, and now I'm full-time. What's the next yeah. goal? And he said, well, the next goal is you need to cope with it. Yeah. You need to come to terms with it. You need to go. Oh, I'm a comedian in the world, and this is no longer a, a thing. I'm trying to do. It's a thing that I do, and that's fine.
1: Yeah. Do you still feel weird doing that? Calling. I mean, you'd be going. For... Well, I, I sometimes feel a bit.
0: Yeah. Tired. Yeah. I do. I. Yeah. I have my own insecurities, which bleed out throughout <laughs> all of the episodes. So you won't get into me too much, as I'm sort of trying to come. But it
1: drives me crazy. Like you know, and it, and I know that because when I expect you and i said we've performed together, and like yeah. that's mad to me. Like, how can you not know how, like, the, the fact that you'd be insecure at all is ridiculous to me. Thank you. How confident. That sure, sure. Great, you are at it. But I understand. Totally. I absolutely, yeah, absolutely. understand that there's absolutely. nothing I can
0: yeah.
1: Say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things.
0: Uh, we'll get into writing in a minute. We'll get into structure and process and all the rest of it. Yep. But something I wanted to talk about is you're 20 at the moment. You're, I don't mean you are 20 years old. I mean, you have a 20-minute set. <laughs> <laughs> you're 20. What's in it? Well. why do you, have a, do you have a set set that's your set or what?
1: No, I do not have a 20. Go which on. Is, which is the cause of much stress for me and I really wish I wasn't this way I wish I had a 20 that I'd been polishing that I polished a 5 and then I polished a 10 I don't I do a different set most gigs and it drives me insane you
0: must be closing on the same thing are you? you've got to close
1: sometimes okay sometimes there's a few things that will go in most times okay I write a lot I do things for a bit and then not. I've got stuff that I would did for about a month and then just stopped working for whatever reason. Okay. I try and plan because my sets are I often go to a gig on the way there I go, can you just plan a set and choose what it's gonna be and lock it down so that mm-hmm. you know it and you're not so and stressed about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every time I get to the gig and it I just go, Well that's not gonna work here for whatever reason, it's rougher than I thought it was, it's this, that, the other, it's nicer, you know, like I, I can plan a set that I wanna do, and then I get there and go, nah, that's not gonna fly. Okay. Here, like I've got my preferred stuff, this stuff. It's funny, I was reading your new hack list. Oh yeah. Holding my breath. <laughs> oh, Cause I've got some stuff in, in your face, it's or not- in the face is one. That I went, in, in the face, In that? the face just as a tag. Oh yeah sure. In, any, the,
0: face. in the face. Yeah, I hadn't even seen that. I hadn't even seen that. Didn't see that one. that has been submitted. Yeah. No, no, it's, that's me. No, no, I okay. just thought that was on. one,
1: but I have that in a joke. But, like, there's some material that I do, that I have, that I that makes me feel ill, but it works in a big
0: room. Go just on, tell us about this. Tell, what kind of you've stuff? You've seen
1: it? Just the, 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 the in the, my in the faces, I saw someone get a stranger a, a, punch someone, another stranger in the face by accident. Which is fun, like in a big group. That's not the joke because they're not funny like that. But um, you know what I mean, like violence. I've got a bit of material about boobs that I just, you know, and hand jobs.
0: Ah. Oh, the hand job stuff. So you don't like doing the hand job stuff?
1: No, I used to, now I don't, and it's now become like my most well-known bit of material that people on the street go. And it's us. the handjobs lady.
0: Yeah, oh, I see.
1: It's really great. And I'm it just suck I could be talking about we've got such an opportunity to talk to the world about whatever we want and I yes. don't want to I think the goal for me is to get to a level where I can do the material that I want to do and the stories and that kind of stuff in a big environment or at those kind of gigs. So
0: So you feel like you're doing that stuff because it's dirty and easily accessible and it definitely you it it'll definitely make a big room laugh so yeah. you fall back on it whereas actually you'd rather not do it
1: yeah and sometimes okay. I can not do it like it's not that I don't they're not awful jokes it's just you know, they're not awful jokes they're great I, jokes they absolutely do the job that I'm, that I'm that I'm proud of and I think is cleverer and just
0: more interesting I really empathise with that but yes.
1: so this is so my job and also I get bored really quickly of material um, so I, I wish I, I, uh, so many times I've gone right from now on just whatever your best stuff is now, just keep that together and it just doesn't work. And also, stuff like doing, I feel quite a bit exposed because I've got quite a lot of material online. So that's in the okay. back of my head as well that I don't want to. Oh, the that fear that people might up.
0: have seen it already. Yep. Is that a realistic fear, do you think? It happened the
1: other night. I walked out of really? stage, five people in the front row went, Oh, just watched you! I went, What? On okay. do YouTube, do? we just watch it, and then luckily it was a half an hour set, and I, I, it was all quite a lot of new stuff, but there was a few bits, and when I started doing, I saw them like nudge each other yeah. in, the, in the ribs, go, oh, and they, they were fine with it, but I don't feel good thinking that someone,
0: uh, I. Uh, it's an odd thing, it. isn't it? Because I, I always use the example of Mickey Flanagan. If I go and see Mickey, I really there's four or five key bits that I really want him to do. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And and if they're nudging each other and going, it's that girl that we saw, and she's going to do that thing. That is quite a positive energy. But at the same time, you don't want them. You want to be able to what? You want you to be able to want, pretend. You it's don't fresh? want the
1: comments going, which I shouldn't be looking at anyway, I'd never look at the YouTube comments, going, <laughs> yeah, it's good, but you do the exact same thing when I saw a light, like people who actually no, like you, who watch your stuff and then come and see you, you want to give them a new thing? Yes,
0: of course, of course you do, But I don't mean they're idiots, but what I mean is, people often don't seem to realise that you have a routine, and that is your, yeah. like, you know, if they go and see Deep Purple, they want smoke on the water. How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> that was my go-to reference. Um, but... Uh, and obviously I think I've talked on the show before about the um, the the unfairness of we're not musicians and we can't do our favourites we can't do the hits the classics in the way that we might want to Um, but so you don't have a 20 do you have an opening line
1: I do at the moment but again that changes and I, I really struggle with opening lines
0: same same i, I had i had an opening line about two years ago i had an opening line that i used for a year and a half and it was yeah. great and it re- it required wearing a particular pair of shoes oh yeah that were the shoes that i wore anyway yeah but what happened Did you lose them uh, no well they wore out and uh, i just changed the shoes i wear and now i can't it doesn't the joke doesn't work and also i started to feel like oh, I shouldn't be an opening line about your shoes i mean i want i i yearn to have an opening line like miles jupp's opening line where he'd get miles Jupp would yeah. come out and say um i'm very my name is miles Jupp and i'm very privileged not just to be here but also in general yeah you know i mean? and yeah, that just yeah. sets up bang yeah. here's who yeah. i am here's my relationship to you i want an opening line like that yeah i'd murder for one for just something so that that's the fret that i have i have a close i have a, a selection of 40 or 45 minutes that i can put into a 20 that i'm you know yeah. plus whatever new stuff i'm working on but i don't ever have an opening line and I'm always at the beginning of the gig going what am I going to start on what am I going to start on Yeah. and I, I like to compare my way in and ease my way in but then if there's been a really good compare like uh, an Ed Gamble or a Rob Collins or someone you, he, he's just done all that stuff you can't walk on and go let's get stuck into you because everyone goes no that's all been done brilliantly Yeah. so I need an opening line so do you, you have an opener
1: uh, yeah at the moment but I, yeah, I wish I had a, a better one I've, my favourite because it's so important you know geeks yeah. can live live or die by that first by that first thing and i've got a perfect one for when it's just gone freezing which i like but the best one cuz it's not even that funny but it seems off the cuff and it's enough of a little tooth to get into it which is when i'm jet lagged yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i do get to use it quite a bit <laughs> 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 going back and forth but um yeah i've got one at the moment which is just about living here which again is not it's not great but um, i really struggle with it with a good you just need a, one, a, a one-liner a one sort of thing, mm. and then I like getting into the stories. And in terms of the set, I try and mix it up so there's a little bit of, for 20s, like a little bit of maybe sex stuff, but not too much. Just try and keep mm-hmm. it a bit varied in terms of the types of jokes and the pace and that kind of thing. But I often struggle with the end, the closing, because I'm so paranoid about the first 10 minutes being okay. tight and punchy and get them. And then it, I just sort of go, oh. And then I forget that, oh, crap, you've got to...
0: I've <laughs> got to be better <laughs>
1: oh, than I'm that i got to go to the end. I had it quite a, a big gig the other night, and it was and it went well, and I couldn't believe it in my head. I was like, it's going well, it's going well. And there was a few sort of heckles that I actually said something to him, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, he said something to him. <laughs> and then it just on the last joke, a bit of sort of chat, Broke out was just these people were trying to interact with me, and oh, it just broke my heart. I was just like, oh, I was so close.
0: <laughs> I
1: was so close to getting in and out
0: of it, but um, yeah. So you have done how many hour long shows?
1: I have done three okay. solos.
0: Yep. And how have you... How has that process of writing an hour changed? Let's talk about... Before we get into the shows, let's talk about your writing process. Let's talk about your, your desk, your environment. Where do you write? When in the day do you write?
1: Uh, I write all over the place. I think I'm the most creative right after a gig. Okay. When I'm all excited and pumped up and I'll come home and sort of... It seems really so easy, easy
0: after a gig, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so hard is at is nine that? o'clock on a Monday morning. Yeah, you come that? out after a gig and you just go... I just need to say some things.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. And stuff sort of bounces off, so I do that. I talk. I sit on our balcony in our flat and usually we'll drink. In the day, I drink a lot of tea, and then at night, I'll drink wine and beer. I've never sat at my computer at night inside. Okay, okay. <laughs> really, if it's at okay. night, I've got a notebook and not wine. If it's at the day, then I'll, I'll write on my computer sometimes, mainly notebook first, a lot of notes, and then I'll try and write it out. When it's a set piece, because there's so much stuff that I go, I had a bit about that, and I can't find it, and I can't remember mm. the wording. Um, so that's really how I do it. Try and keep them in some sort of order, but it's everywhere. I've got so many documents called new material. Yes, I know, <laughs> man.
0: The hard drives are nightmare. Like I,
1: this, the guy actually used to date the comic. He used to have like the most amazing system on his computer of folders, but he put it into categories like. Animals, bird categories, and I'm like, I just couldn't because they're never that set.
0: No, sure.
1: Anything. So that's how I write in general, Um, or I walk around sometimes if I get sort of stuck, and I I talk to myself a lot, which is difficult in this country because there's always people around. Yes. Always. Yes. There's nowhere where there's no one. You can
0: just go and have a wander and talk out loud without feeling self-conscious, and
1: it's ridiculous. I did do an audition for a little thing where I had to scream, and I couldn't practice. Because I was like, someone's going to call the police. I oh couldn't
0: s- yeah. sc-
1: scream anyway. Um, for writing shows, it's been a bit different because my first show was just a story that happened to me in my life that just happened. The, the natural story of mm-hmm. it had a beginning, middle and end and it was just a process of fleshing it out and putting jokes around that. The second one, I had a, more of a concept and an idea of what I was more of a, was a doing show, mm-hmm. was a I'm going to do a, a challenge okay, show. Okay, okay. Uh, with a theme as well, which I think is my favourite show, um, which is about doing things on your own, which is such a broad topic. Yes. So had actually did have three through lines through it, which I really liked, that came together. Anyway, okay. so that one, again, I sort of had the framework for it and these three storylines and then adding jokes to those. And then this one was just straight stand-up. I didn't have a concept. I had two years' worth of jokes and just wanted to put it into a show, and it's been really hard
0: Really? You found yeah. it harder to write without a theme a theme. Oh, my God, to. so
1: hard. And I couldn't stop working on it. So I kept... Because it was jokes, I could add and change stuff the whole time. So I so never, never stopped okay. changing it. And because, it, because I could, and it was just sort of not really... The other two had been about a real personal thing that was really important mm. to me. And the, whereas this one was not as much that. Okay. It was really just about living here and doing the long distance, which is fine. I'm sort of fine. It wasn't a, you know, the first one was yes, about relationship have... and the second one okay. was about my mum, really. So it was, every night was real fun to do it. So I found it so hard. I was talking about this the other day. If they were children, right, my third one is like the least talented Child that needs the most attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. every day I was like no, oh, but whereas the first shot the first one, my firstborn was just a golden baby formed, that never cries.
0: Let's have another one. Just, oh, they're a nightmare. Yeah, came out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: Just came out So, um, so I don't know what I'm going to do next. The reason what I am happy about is they've got, I believe, progressively funnier. The jokes have been better because I did the first show, which I think was theatrically a good show. But um, the joke writing wasn't there. And it wasn't tough enough. I got heckled and mm-hmm. there was nothing that mm-hmm. it was so vulnerable. The whole show was just, hello, here's my rib cage. I just wanted my rib cage just stand here and give you some spears on the way. and you go, welcome. Um, and then, so the next one I went, well, the next one, I still want to have the emotional stuff in it, but I want it to be tough, more robust, joke-wise. Mm-hmm. And then this show I was trying to make it just jokes and I didn't want to get pigeonholed as a... Story
0: so story That was show. a deliberate decision to do a non-story-based show, so that you could prove to the world you could just come out and bring the kind
1: of endless for me mm. and for me as well, just to see what it'd be like. And also, I didn't have a story. There was nothing else. There was nothing really going. to show about me. So it was your show? It was your a story show?
0: This the first one was a story. The second one was the exploration of a theme. I tried to write about my anxiety and what, oh, it, did you? what it means. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, I know. What does it mean? Tell the, me. Well, I don't know. What it means. Over the course of the run, <laughs> it meant the two individual audience members came up to me afterwards and went, thank you, that's exactly what it's like. Oh, um, that's
1: great. Just,
0: just two people, though. Entire <laughs> Everyone else kind of went, really, do you do that? Oh, you're weird. No, they did They're too
1: paranoid to tell you about it. Yeah, well, they maybe, went, oh, that crazy. I went yeah. home and cried. And,
0: went, and then, oh, my and then the, the third one, I tried to do... Uh, I, I tried to kind of both have a theme and have lots of great jokes that are derived from that theme. Yeah. So it didn't have a story and it was... I mean, it ended up having a story. <laughs> it yeah. ended up having a story. Um, but I, um, I sort of feel like I've always wanted to do the show that's called, you know, Jingly Boggles or whatever, that means nothing. Yeah. And you can just write and put all your best stuff in it. But it's never occurred to me before, as you say, that you would end up, or one would end up being in a position of going, this is never finished. With my other ones, at least I've gone, this yeah. is finished. Like th- this year, on the first Saturday, after the previews, annoying me, had lots of viewers <laughs> in on the previews, it was all shonky. Saturday, after the previews, nailed it and just felt this flood of relief going, that's the show I wanted to make. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I mean, you might. like. Th- this is obviously still in line with the fact that I don't have a 20, sure. that I do. Sure. Anyone else might, but but for me, just whenever, you know how naturally happens in shows, some nights things would work and some nights they wouldn't, I'd just cut them, I'd go, you know yeah. go, yeah. once it stopped working I'd go <laughs> if I wrote a new bit that was working I'd just put it in, I'd go okay, well that's working now and put it in, so that, I don't know that that would happen to everyone but um, yeah for me I found it really frustrating and it just meant that I now don't have a new show because I spent so much time I've only just finished working on that one you know
0: yes because that
1: like, <laughs> yes. usually the process would go I'd do the show in Melbourne and then between Melbourne and Edinburgh I've got time to work on the next show because that show's finished Okay, but yes. I was working on this one the whole that whole time sure and I've put in new material that would be for the next show and it was just a real problem child it really yes was. okay so you're having to put in your spare stuff
0: that's <laughs> yeah. like your, your next lot of stuff yep. is being used to shore up the
1: yep yeah. Yep, yep, yep It's interesting
0: so, isn't it The way people plan things in advance I, I've been doing some writing With Nish Kumar Oh
1: yeah, my Nish. gosh Oh yeah I just I just did a gig yeah. I yeah. did a couple of gigs him This week He's Wonderful, hilarious We man. have bonded over how Which you wouldn't expect When I said this to him From watching his material Just a, a, a um, shared joy To all things um, Toilet related Pretty much Just <laughs> how funny Butt is The word butt And yeah. the bum and arse
0: <laughs> he's a unique, it's good. It's, uh, I'm glad he's moving into those areas of But yeah, you watch
1: it yeah. on stage just, you know, make his sto- social statements and all this kind of stuff. Then you can't feel like, Hey Nish, I saw your butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> laughing. We anyway. were um, uh, he's got twenty minutes of new stuff for next Edinburgh what I, I know so I was telling him Nish. he should really push himself to get another 40 in there and on the 1st of November he should do a preview and make it publicly available on Facebook and call it something like Nish Kumar puts the shits up everyone else yeah, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. just to have that I mean it's interesting obviously you've got the the kind of the Australian perspective of going there's possibly Adelaide then maybe Melbourne yeah. and so that's when the show happens and then you've got the next few months and it seems a much more healthy way I suppose to be going to, to be doing that cycle rather than just being in one country and just, like, for me, mm. ordinarily, and I'm not writing a new show at the moment, but um, ordinarily having my entire year geared around... August. Okay, that's it. You have September off and then October the 1st. Oh, I've got nothing. Let's start again and, you know... Yeah. ...be writing there, but I suppose splitting those deadlines.
1: Yeah, sure. well, I know a lot of people do it, you know, usually people from here will do it the other way around. Do Edinburgh first and then and then take the show to Melbourne. Yeah. A fully formed, ready show. It's funny because you see the two different types of people that first week in Melbourne. You know, yes, okay. all the internationals okay. chilling out. They're like, yeah. oh, this show is six months run in. i yeah. sweet. <laughs> all the Australians doing the, oh, God, what made a horrible mistake? Is this, <laughs> is this show any good? So, yeah, it's tight deadlines, though. Like, if I was doing, I don't think I'm going to do Melbourne next year, but if mm. I was, the registrations are open now right now you have to decide mm. now you need a blurb now title now for a new Jesus. show Jesus yeah
0: wow <laughs> let me and I'll cut that wow as well because that sounded ridiculous um, <laughs> remote note to self don't say wow, wow. <laughs> um, so talking about the, the, the writing process again mm-hmm. you said earlier on that you um that you know if you get stuck you'll go for a walk or something so that would suggest that you have do you have like a certain number of hours or a writing schedule in the day do you say there's certain days on which you'll write or do you just go no i'm in the mood now i'll go for it
1: yeah a bit in the mood i've never had like a oh well i'll do it for an hour Uh ever but i do sit and and write a lot scribble a lot of notes and you know sometimes i can be sitting there for hours and and write i'll just end up writing things i need to do things i need to buy for the Mm. house (laughs) And then sometimes you'll just get an idea and and it'll be five minutes of new material that's usually spoken. If you don't talk it out loud, it'll just be notes written down. Um, I got some good advice from a horrible person. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> I'm like, how can you be right? You're such an asshole. Um Which is if you're stuck like, trying to think of new stuff and you can't think of any concepts because I find it really fake to try and go trees squirrel which is what's outside my window Um, (laughs) to go back to an old bit of material and see where that might lead what would come after that so say it's material about you know going to a nightclub then what might go after that and spreading it out from there so I do that uh, a bit but yeah pretty much whenever the an idea sort of takes me off. I've got panic. I like doing new material nights a lot.
0: And so booking yourself in for them and then on the day going, I better write something for it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good fun actually. That that crisis is a really nice motivator.
1: New material nights are my favourite
0: gigs. Which ones do? You, which ones are your favourite out of the new material nights? Old Rope, yes,
1: uh, in London is my favourite. It's the best. Chris Mayo has got a nice one in Islington as well.
0: Oh, someone mentioned that to me the other day. Yeah,
1: but Old Rap's one that I, is, I suggest as a gig to punters, just because if they ever want to see any show, because it's such great value for
0: yeah Broadway's it really is amazing. it's an incredible yeah. night isn't it it's a really yeah.
1: nice vibe the thing is sometimes I find it's a bit too nice like I've done new material there and gone well I'll tell you that's straight to yeah. the
0: back <laughs> and then uh, you do it somewhere doing else doing reading and like, highlighters what? thinking hold yeah. <laughs> a minute it wrote, loved this yeah
1: <laughs> so I like doing that I like that because it's funny even if it's not funny it makes it funnier mm-hmm. if, it, if it's awful and you just go well no, there like that again and it's hilarious it's wonderful there's no pressure on it I like when there's no pressure I like when there's no low pressure I like people underestimating you and you doing well rather than people having a really high expectation and you and <laughs> you, know, you like,
0: having to try and
1: yeah 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 which is why I sort of like oh like I'm not doing this to get I don't want to get super famous I'm really not about that at all I'm happiest when people have no idea <laughs> who I am and then a surprise and also as well like sometimes in Australia I remember when no one knew who I was at all going to a gigs and sometimes there'd be like promoters there saying stuff like Oh, so whose girlfriend are you? That kind of thing, and giving you real attitude, and okay. then you get on stage and have a good gig, and then afterwards, them kind of be like, "Oh, so yeah, hey, buddy, well, like too little, too late, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you messed it up. <laughs>
0: it. It's not good enough to ignore me beforehand and then be nice to me after I've done yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's transparent. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like that. I like that. This industry, as I'm sure you know, I, I feel does reward well, reward
0: good behaviour. Mm-hmm the writing itself when you say you're just you know if you have an idea you do you go in for automatic writing do you just kind of write and write and write or do you do spider diagrams do you have any kind of processes or rules and
1: i do diagrams for shows because it's such a big thing to keep in my head an hour in my head you know yes. to sort of draw and I'm like yeah
0: drawing so them. an actual diagram like a cartoon of the show or a
1: no no kind of, just like words is that yeah. a spider diagram words yes. in circles with lines coming yes. out yes. of it yes. <laughs> yeah. so that's why um, I'll do that to see where things can connect and sometimes I feel that's a good way to do callbacks for an hour show to sort of step back from it mm-hmm. a bit um, but for other bits I will generally talk talk it out to myself a lot of like gibberish. pacing
0: around the room or? Yep, yep,
1: okay. yep. Um, and then sometimes it, I'll record it on my phone and playback but not often usually I'll just sort of write out the keywords and the bits that I like and then I'll run it at a gig and it's usually quite clear where the funny bits are I wish that I was more interested in polishing stuff Whereas I'm not. I'm more interested in a new new idea. Okay. Like I go, why would I go back and work on this? It's not quite working when maybe the next idea I'll have will be perfect at the first time. So I've got a lot of stuff that's okay that might be good someday, but I won't go back and look at it. Okay. I'll just...
0: Because it's Leaver. the joy of creating a new thing that you're most. Yeah, and excited sometimes,
1: about. It, it, I, sometimes it sometimes it just does work, which is why generally most of my stuff that I enjoy the most, that's the most long standing that works, is a, a little bit of a story. So then it's that's never going to change for me. It's sure. when it's a completely just an idea, I find it hard to keep it, because you could you got to choose which part of it you want to focus on. But when there's a story, that like that's the story, and then you just make it funnier around that.
0: Yeah. Mm. So do you have any particular just you're talking about advice. Do you have any kind of rules that, or particularly good bits of advice to do with the writing process, anyway? I mean, it's like the most obvious example is sort of the rule of three, which can kind of mean anything you wanted to. But uh, I mean, like. Uh, I will try and invert a thing I'll think that looks interesting let's imagine if that were backwards or if yeah. that were upside down do you have any kind of like systems are well, like there any means of attacking or unpacking a subject
1: yes I'm, I don't know if you find this as well it's frustratingly I, I find myself better at f- not fixing other people's jokes but I can see in other people's oh bits yeah far more than your own yeah. Thing, yeah but bit, I used to write jokes for a show called um, Good News Week which is like Mock of the Week so we used to write news jokes based on articles and some of them were so dry and mm-hmm. you go how do I get jokes out of this um, but, and I always think of if I get stuck at the who what when why how
0: go, tell me about that
1: well just when you get stuck and you go I don't know where else this could go go who's doing it what is it about them Are there any jokes about them why is this happening you know when did it happen? just okay. to, As a way to
0: to sort of fill it, it the information out. and spread it out about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Like for example, I'm do, well. This might be a bit too graphic, but the thing that happened on Saturday that I'm hoping will be a bit is I got sexually
0: assaulted. Jesus <laughs> Christ!
1: Not in a bad way, in a bad way, but not like I got. A, I, I'd call it a lingering flash, like so a man with a with a um, the, with a boner. It was fine, and what was? But this is the thing. So that's what happened. I got. Flashed. I was talking to a girl outside on the street and there was a man standing behind. (laughs) And we were talking and I was mid-conversation and I just looked down and saw boner. Now, that's what actually happened. So the (laughs) what I find interesting about is the way that I reacted to it. Because it's one of those things where you don't know how you're going to, if you'll be brave, if something awful happens, you know, what you're going to do. And the way I reacted, which I think is very much who I am, which is logic. I'm a fact. I'm about facts, about logic, and I basically just say what I see. And I responded in a way like a stranger had dropped their wallet. I just went, yes. "Mate, your cock's out," just like, just complete, <laughs> like he didn't, like he didn't know. <laughs> and then I just, just, I just, I kept saying, "Just going, mate, mate, you've got your cock out. You've, you've got, you've got your cock out."
0: Just that's like, brilliant. what a brilliant <laughs> way to deal with it.
1: Anyway, and then it goes on. So, so for that, so that's what happened. And right now, I'm. It's going, like
0: you've, uh, you've dropped. your not having your cock out. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I don't know if you've noticed, but you've
1: got a boner and shown it to me.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: um, Like, and then just told him to leave and then I just went, just go. I went, fuck up, because the only, because I don't have etiquette rules for this in my head, mm, mm. but the only thing that I kept thinking was, once I've seen you boner you have to you leave like <laughs> like that's just how surely
0: this is how this works
1: like it's a, like, like it's hide and seek and you've been you've been caught like that's what happens now that's the gotcha. rules of flashing is, is yeah it's done. done
0: now off you go
1: but like so that's that's the actual thing so now to, I, th- I just think it got so many ways so like who is this guy yeah why is he doing that why did I react the way that I yeah. did ha- you know and, and all that kind of stuff can go out in a lot of different directions um to sort of sh- to sort of shake things up but yeah it's at the moment i'm struggling with that how do you release i don't know who described it this way but i like the idea a uh, joke is like um you know shooting an arrow you know and you want to have it at the most the, the amount maximum of tension to let it
0: go so it hits without the string breaking yeah
1: you know when you yeah. know what the joke is but if you let the joke go too soon it's like oh, it doesn't have the maximum impact mm, so that's mm, that's fine. that when you've got an idea there's a hundred different ways you could reveal the joke mm. um, but the finding the, the best way to do that to get maximum effect because with this I'm sorry if this is too graphic to be talking about bonus um because to me, the funny the funniest part of it is my reaction to it. So I could build that up as being, you know, how do you think you're going to react? What do you think? And so they're trying to guess what it's going to be. Sure. And then that's the reveal. But the other funny thing about it was that I was talking to my girlfriend. We were having a conversation about a about a gig, actually, about a comic. And I was talking and she didn't see it. She didn't know, so she thought I was just that was part of the story. So I was like, Oh yeah, I was at this gig in this guy, you know, one there was a comic there and he was just doing this thing, mate you've got your cock out. Yeah. Yeah, And she thought it was just part of the story. Okay. (laughs) So then you could do it do it that way, which is to set up all of that story and then reveal like what she didn't know is there was actually a man behind it
0: yes I see I um, see what you mean
1: but a big thing with me and jokes is always logic and that's the main thing that I see in other people's jokes if they go it's not working I go that's because the audience are distracted thinking about that thing you said earlier which doesn't quite make sense yes like I love that yes. about jokes that you
0: that, that um if it doesn't ring true you can engineer it such that it does yeah if you, you have can to spot to, it you yeah. have
1: to tie up all the things when they're getting distracted um, it's like I did a gig with lovely Tom Rigglesworth yeah. I, and he had a gig. He had a gig. He had a joke that I loved because I was trying to guess what it was going to be, yeah. and I really thought I knew what it was going to be, and it wasn't, and it was brilliant. You know what he yeah, just do? Yeah, yeah. That was so not what I was thinking in any way, shape, or form. Sure. Um, but yeah. So I love I love that kind of that kind of stuff. I'd like. I, yeah, I don't do sort of pun. I don't know how to write it. Joke, joke. Really, it's always, it's always. They all sort of have an have an emotional, um, or a logic, beginning.
0: Yes. For me. Yes. Okay. Even
1: if it's something that's happened to me, I think it's often the humour in, is in the fact that I have learnt that I often re- react to things in a very different way than other people do. Okay. Like that. Like that thing. Like yes. The fact sure. That I would. That, that's my first. Surprisingly response.
0: matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Or like, I just, my whole life seems to be stuff that I think is normal. And I tell a person and they go, you do what? And I go, is that not a normal thing that people do? Okay. Um, Like, <laughs> this is probably sharing too much. But you know when you meet someone, f- for girls often, and they fan, you know when you meet someone you have like a daydream
0: mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have a standard daydream? Do I like, you mar- Do you imagine like marrying, do you imagine... A wedding or, like, family stuff?
0: Uh, not really. Maybe sometimes a bit.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I okay. think maybe girls them more. But one that I've always done... <laughs> this is going to sound insane. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't think it was a San out Tolson one. And it is. Is I uh, will imagine not marrying them, not children with them. Uh, I'll imagine dying in their arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I've done this with many, many potential partners okay. and you mix the situation up a bit you know yeah. like you do They, but usually it's like a, to
0: see whether they'd be worthy like would this no, work no I think no. it's just
1: a, wanting them to To I don't know it's usually a drive by shooting we're on a date we're walking along a thing and the car goes past and I get shot by accident I'm not, a, I'm, not like okay. a, I'm not a gangster you have collateral damage yeah yeah complete accident was my fault sure. at all but you don't I don't die straight away obviously so they see me being really brave <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-uh. and
1: they're like oh no um, so
0: I think I do do things like that but I don't have a I don't have a one that I go back to I don't have a particular one that I do it just sort of noodles off to different
1: yeah Yeah. I but see I what you love, mean yeah. I love that kind of stuff I love it and I um, yeah because sometimes I look at audiences and I go oh, do you find this like I, I, I've seen looks at audiences going, I don't know that I've I don't know how I can entertain you I don't know what we have in when yes. have in common and yes sure so it's trying to find um I'm always excited when... I'm excited that anyone likes what I do when it's so... You know, they have to be... I don't know what my point is here. But um, that that, that can be interesting to to someone else, that me talking about stupid little things in my life that people would find that interesting
0: is, yes um, do you, incredible you, to me do you think this is something I, I've kind of been spotting in other people's work and wondering if it's there enough in my work wondering if it's there is telling people about their own lives yeah. like I think a lot of people who are now achieving real mainstream success part of that is sometimes because they're telling people about their lives they're talking about subjects I don't mean like um, like for example out of my own material I've got some stuff on nectar points the okay. loyalty points so, over yeah, yeah. And um, I feel when I'm talking about that stuff, like people are going, oh, yeah, I I, I collect those. And I, I suppose I have thought of it like that and not really noticed. Yeah. That's, that's kind of quite a new departure for me a, away from telling people a thing that happened to me or a way that I felt about yeah. something. Like an odd thing happened and it made me feel and think this. And sometimes you can see people going... Really? Like, you know, like the the anxiety stuff. You know, (laughs) oh, good, that's nice. Yeah. Um, But it sounds like you're more, in my kind of direction, you tend to sort of say things about, like this dying in your arms thing. Do you feel that people in the audience are thinking, yes, I do that, or they're thinking... I have similarly weird stuff that is different but the same. I
1: think sometimes, sometimes they will connect, connect, and that's great. But then other times, you hope that it's funny because it's weird and they have not thought of that.
0: Yes, you know what I mean. Like sometimes it's funny
1: because it's so different to your life. I think the most entertaining, the best stuff for me is when it's clearly true. Sure, I would like to do more. Because I haven't really... My life's not that interesting and I don't talk about politics or do, you know, sure. important things about the world. So I would like to... Tr- the aim is to, to say things that are interesting that, that people wouldn't have thought of... Yes. ...before. You know, yes. that's sort of the, the goal and it's really... It's hard <laughs> to try and find stuff that make people think of things in a different way, which can be the simplest thing, like yeah. a little image that stays with people. Like I, I was dealing with Lloyd Langford, who had this amazing <laughs> image about the toast... The ends of the bread. He's like, yes. You should never eat the ends of the bread. Yeah. Because it's like a love story and then eventually they end up together.
0: <laughs> and if you eat one of
1: them like then the other ones are left alone and forever, yeah. you know. Obviously he does a lot better and he probably I don't know if you're allowed to be mentioned like that. But anyway, a of little course. image right. that um, that really stays with you. So I'm just trying to make it more interesting. And I think that can be about you or about not about you, but if it's not about you, it still needs to be honest. Yes. I mean that's just what
0: what I'd of, like to do yeah. one of the things I've got that I, of which I'm most proud is all it is and I, I I can only make it work if I preface it by saying this isn't really a joke because it stands out against the rest right, of my yeah. stuff that is really a joke is that something I like to do when, when they open the egg box at the supermarket checkout to check that the eggs aren't cracked yeah. I like to lean in and go all right, lads, to the end. And it it doesn't, it'll it'll only get a laugh if I say, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this or or something like, this isn't even really a joke. But I love it because I feel like it's mine and it's uniquely mine. It's totally surprising. No one's thought of it. And yet they do, under the right circumstances, they do laugh and empathise with it in a crawl Not They recognise it. It's satisfying somehow.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: that's, it feels very precious and it makes me think that's the kind of stuff I want to do more of and I want to do less about less sexy, weird, interesting stuff about interesting stuff that's happened to me and more kind of like my take on the stuff in their lives.
1: Well, that's why I like doing... I think I'll always do hour shows is because that's where you can really do that because they get to know you and you can delve more and and just say interesting things. Like sometimes, particularly in an hour show, it's sometimes nice that it's just an interesting, true thing and it doesn't always have to be, you know gag, 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 like, it's, like sometimes I've done gigs, sometimes they're just listening. You know, have yeah. you done those gigs where, or even I've been to gigs when I'm a bit tired or it's a Sunday night or something, and sometimes it's just really nice to listen to. And it, 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 I'm saying, it, you know, it always should be, funny should be the goal, but I think sometimes it's all right to have little sort of moments of just mm. interesting things that, and often they're the bits that stay with you, I find, after a gig when you walk away. You don't remember... The big, the big punchline. Um, you remember the
0: little bits? Do you think that you are one of us, Ooh, or one of us. <laughs> what does that mean? Do you mean? think what I um? Let me ask that in a better way. Do you think that you are when when you're on stage? There's an audience looking at you. Do you feel instinctively like you are one of those audience members who has got up and said something, or do you feel like you are an other? Oh. Do you see what I
1: mean? I feel feel like an an other, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Um, I am intrinsically scared of them, you know? And I know... People can't understand. Like people used to always book me for MCing stuff because they go, "But you're so friendly and chatty." And I'm like, "That doesn't mean that I'm good at. You know, I'm not the person who loves going to meet strangers. Sure. I'm perfectly nice, and I like strangers. But I'm not going. These are my people. You're just people like me, and we're one. And I love when we have a connection. But um, I do feel I do feel my uh, on on my own up there. Um, and I, if it's going badly, I do or not sometimes even if it's going fine I can get into my head the reality of the situation which is I am one and they are maybe let's say there's 50 of them and physically they would beat me in a fight <laughs> like I do see the reality of the situation is I don't know that I'm in charge I am currently in control of okay 50 strangers which I would never I would never stand up to like I never want to cause a scene I am so anti any kind of conflict sure. or drawing attention to sure. myself in the real world so sometimes it gets in my head going You're the only thing that's stopping this from being is you keep talking and pretending like you're mm-hmm. totally in control totally gone um, so yeah the people I, I identify with the most like as allies in the world, I've thought about this are people who didn't like high school they're my kind of people that's it. if people go I hated high school I'm like yep yeah,
0: we're probably going to get on yeah. So you, so that in terms of your persona on stage, your you see yourself as more of an outsider than an insider. That's kind of what I should have asked, I think. An outsider Whether, in the world. An outsider in the world. In in the. I don't just mean physically in the room, but what I'm saying is, are you? Coming and telling some normal people what it's like to not be normal, or are um, you telling some normal people, "Hey, this is what it's like for us, or for us normal people"?
1: Oh, I think I'd probably like to imagine that's what it's like because that's just that wanting them to accept you and like you. And
0: you'd like go. to imagine that you're of them, that you're normal.
1: Yeah, yeah, but just uh, yeah, I would. I want them to go. Yeah, because you want them to. No one like you, and a lot of comedy is about, you know, finding that point of reference, having stuff in common. and Hey, you're you like, really you're like me, I'm like you. And, and that's yeah. the best way in to make a point with people. If you go, we're similar, and then you can deviate more. So if you've got stuff in common with them, which is why I'd most I like it to start in a real place and then you can take it somewhere weird, you know, so you can go, we're all together on this point, but here is where we're different. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think so, yeah. I don't think I'm really coming in with any radical ideas. I mean, stuff about me is a bit weird. Like, I'm not super weird. I'm not <laughs> weird enough to be... To be a weirdo. Yeah, which yeah. I kind of am annoyed at that. Like, I, I, I sometimes, for, I'm I a try-hard weirdo. I just feel I'm I'm okay, you know. Yeah. Not,
0: it, it'd be oh, a lot be more useful. interesting. Be, wouldn't it be useful it'd for be my s- comedy to be more weird?
1: But I'm, not, I'm more of a, not a... I'm a dork. I'm a dork I'm not a nerd mm-hmm. I'm not a geek mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a stylish I don't know exactly where I fit into the world but um, I just try and But
0: you do fit in
1: Oh stop it because um, uh, I've got a passport so I'm, I exist um,
0: But what, what I mean is if you like your perspective the perspective of your persona on stage is perhaps that that Uh, I don't know how I fit into this, but I do. Yeah. Rather than, I don't fit into this.
1: Yeah. 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 I'd say, I'd say that. Yeah. Um... That was
0: a slightly confusing question from my part.
1: No, it's an interesting, it's interesting. Because I don't know, like, I wish I had a thing. Like, in terms of persona, it's me. It's just me. On stage, yes. Being me, yes. And being uh, it very is. Honest.
0: It's you're exactly like this. It's yeah. your voice, your <laughs> you. That's and you. I
1: can't. Sometimes wish that that wasn't the case where I had a thing where I, that's like I've always sort of struggled with that when people go, "What type of comedy do you do?" It? Like you can't. In a yeah. nutshell, the main thing I get, and I know you get this as well, is you're so nice. Yeah, you're very likable. Aren't you? And I just God, oh, I want to be funny. Um, so sometimes I wish I had a thing that I was. Really, Like, there's a friend of mine in Australia called Alison Bias who's gorgeous, petite, blonde, blue-eyed little thing, and she spouts the darkest, <laughs> you know, yeah. weirdest sure. stuff ever. And I just go, you know what you That's are. A great dynamic. You're,
0: you're the cute, nice girls saying yeah. the dark, evil stuff.
1: And doing this, getting, you know, it's been seven years now, and I do feel like I thought that by now maybe you know how some comics just do that one day go oh actually I'm a mime. like yeah, they suddenly yeah. have a big turn yeah. and I've sort of been waiting for that but I now know that I don't know that, I don't think that's going to come I think i will just be me but I think I'm getting more confident at talking about more
0: being more substantial, honest substantial
1: yeah. substantial stuff well honesty is not really the problem like the first show was way because I had no idea how bad people could hurt you <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't know I didn't I was like naive going what? Well, yeah of course I'm going to tell everyone but about mm. everything um but i think i'm getting better at, at, i'd like to eventually talk about stuff that's more important to me and because mm. you've got we've got such a great opportunity to talk to people about whatever you want um so i'm gonna fix the world i think <laughs> um i'm not but if you can just make if you could just little little things um is great. Like stuff like talking about the anxiety chef. There's one person in there who's having a hard time and sees that and goes yeah. Or one person who goes I do that too and and it's okay. Yeah. Or even just being a just keep doing it. Like I, again, this isn't really a, a woman thing, but I do get a kick out of when it goes well. Being there. Like I remember I went to the comedy store seven years ago before I was a comic, and Kitty Flanagan walked out. Who's an Australian comedian, and I yeah. was in the crowd and went. <gasps> And just was so amazing to me to see mm-hmm. an Australian woman come out and be great, and I just went, yeah, like I think it's, and I don't want to be a waitress.
0: So yeah, I'm gonna keep it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Celia thanks as ever to entertain thanks to Toby Rose and a particular mention for Pete Jones who does my video stuff he's putting together a fantastic show reel of some of the live shows that we did at uh, at Edinburgh just gone uh, Pete is an incredible video guy it, frustratingly he lives in Scotland but if you're a Scottish act and you need a video man uh, and you're prepared to stump up hard cash because he's, he's very much worth uh, giving a bit of cash to but he's a really really good guy can't recommend him enough so if you need a video guy in Scotland Uh, do give me a shout and I'll I'll pass on Pete's details. Uh, If you have five years or so as a stand-up comedian under your belt, then my beautiful daughter might be at your disposal. All you need do is ask. See you next time.